So Jesus left Judea and returned to, to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. And eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. So John chapter 4 introduces us to Jesus in this moment where he's traveling to Galilee and he decides to go through Samaria, which in itself, if you know uh, the Bible, if you know the culture and the context of this moment, that was a huge cultural and religious no. You didn't go there. You didn't do that. Why? Because Jews and Samaritans didn't mix. There was a huge cultural and racial divide in that moment. But Jesus knew what he was doing because ahead of time he knew that there was a woman that he wanted to encounter there that day. And the Bible says that in that moment, this woman who's unnamed in the Bible but was known in the heart and the mind of Jesus that day, she goes to draw water at noon and meets Jesus in that moment. Now, why is that significant? Because nobody in their right mind would have drawn water in the middle of the day. Historically, in that moment, you would have either drawn water uh, first thing in the morning or early in the morning or later after the sun had set. And that was a social highlight of the day that they would gather and they would draw water from the well in that moment. Nobody would do it in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day. So why was this woman there? Because of shame. Because of her past, because of her present situation, because of the, the, the situation that she found herself in. This woman had been ostracized and marked out as immoral. And so this woman goes to the well that day and she sees Jesus and she must have thought, I'm in trouble here. Here I am, an immoral Samaritan woman. Here he is, a Jewish man, and the two don't mix. But Jesus reaches out to her and he begins to talk to her and he says, would you give me a drink? Again, if you know the context, a huge religious no-no. But how many of you know that Jesus isn't really interested in the religious handbook, he's interested in people? Amen? And the reality is today that in this place of encounter, I want you to know today that your mistakes and your guilt and your shame and whatever it is that you may have walked into this room carrying this morning does not prevent you from encountering the person of Jesus Christ. In fact, he is drawn to broken people. The Bible says that his invitation in the Gospels to those who are weary and heavy laden is come to him. And the truth is, but an encounter with Jesus deals with any shame or guilt that you may be carrying anyway. The story continues and later on in the narrative he says, go find your husband. And the woman says, oh, I haven't got a husband. He says, no, I know the one that you're with right now isn't your husband, but you have had five husbands before him. Now, what was Jesus doing? Jesus wasn't in this moment being judgmental. Jesus wasn't in this moment being patronizing. Jesus was just speaking truth. He says, you're right. What you are saying is true. And he was making the point to this woman that I know your situation. I know your brokenness. I know you are in a place of shame, but I still care for you. And I've still gone out of my way to meet with you that you would encounter me. And I want to say to you, in the moment, there's going to be an opportunity for you to encounter the person of Jesus Christ through the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you, no amount of brokenness, no amount of shame, no amount of guilt, no amount of whatever you are carrying today can prevent you from encountering the person of Jesus. Only pride. Because the Bible says God resists the proud, 
but he gives grace to the humble. Verse 9, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? She completely misses the point. Here he is talking about the, the satisfaction of a deep spiritual longing that is within the heart of every person who walks on planet Earth. And she responds, talking about the natural water that's beneath them in the well. And so verse 13, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. And those who drink the water I give them will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. You know, you know whenever I read through this passage, whenever I think of these words, my mind is automatically taken to Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Because in Jeremiah chapter 2, Jeremiah is speaking to the nation of Israel on behalf of God. God was speaking through his prophet. And Jeremiah says this to the people of Israel on behalf of God. He says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. What's, Jesus, what's Jeremiah talking about in this moment? Jeremiah was talking to the nation of Israel in a language that they would understand. He talks about living water. Now that living water would be in these springs that came up from the ground where you, you would have this water that was fresh, that was satisfying, that didn't have, it was an unlimited supply. This was where you could get this water from. And so he talks to them about living water. But then he also talks to them about cisterns. Now cisterns were these deep um, ditches that we, they would dig out in the rocks and it would collect the rainwater. And so rainwater would come, but instantly when it's rainwater, it's not clean. It's not pure. There's not an unlimited supply because if there's a drought, then suddenly it stops being there. This water can grow stagnant. And then he goes on and says, you know what? Systems aren't even reliable. Because if there's a crack in the system, then the water will leak out. And so he's making this point to them. Naturally, you would never choose a system to hold your water over the living water, the springs that would forever come. He says, naturally, you would be crazy to do that. And yet Israel, spiritually, that is exactly what you are doing. You have forsaken the God of living water and you've turned to other gods, you've turned to other things in order to gain satisfaction and it will never work. It didn't make sense naturally, it doesn't make sense spiritually. And you know what, 2,000 years on, the world is full of people doing the exact same thing. In 2022 and 2023, they're trying to satisfy this longing, trying to quench this thirst with the temporary stuff that will never truly satisfy. Broken systems that cannot hold water. I love the way the message paraphrase puts that verse. It says, my people have committed a compound sin. They've walked out on me, the fountain of fresh flowing waters, and then dug systems. Systems that leak. Systems that are no better than sieves. Now sieves, by their very design, when you're cooking, are designed to leak, right? Designed to not hold water. That's the very point of them 
And Jeremiah is saying in this moment, if you look for anything outside of God, it will not work. It will be broken. I want to ask you today, I wonder, what's our sieve? What's the sieve that you are using in your life? Because it's, it's incredible how we can have an encounter with a living God. And if you've ever experienced that, you know what an incredible moment it is when you experience the living waters of Jesus. And in that moment comes hope and joy and peace and all these things that we receive from the living water of God. And yet it's incredible how quickly we can turn our back on those things and try and find that same thing in broken systems, in the sieves of this world. What's your sieve? Is your sieve your career? If I can just get on this rung of the ladder in my career, if I can just get to this salary, then I'll have what I'm truly looking for in my life. Is your sieve your status or your family? Is it possessions and money? If I can just have that or if I can just have this, is it just mere fun and happiness where we look for the happiness of broken systems instead of receiving joy in the living waters of a relationship with Jesus? Is it exam results? Is it qualifications? What is your sieve in which you are trying to find that satisfaction? And so Jesus says to this woman at the well, everyone who drinks this water, everyone who seeks satisfaction in natural things will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This isn't the only time Jesus spoke this way. There was another moment in a religious festival. It was called the Festival of Shelters and it was all to do with water. It was done at the driest time of the year and there's this religious festival going on and all these people are trying to do religious things and Jesus stands up in the midst of this religious festival on the last day and he makes this extravagant claim. He says, on the last day, the climax of a festival, Jesus stood and he shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Living water, the source of true human satisfaction. Listen, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a well that will never run dry. Do we believe that this morning? We have a well that will never run dry. Yet sometimes we can run dry because we've not been going to the well of living water. We've been going to the sieves of social media, the sieves of wage slip, the sieves of status or possessions, digging our own systems, even the sieve of religious activity, and it just isn't working and it's a problem because we end up with Christians who feel empty when they don't need to we end up with Christians followers of Jesus who come to church week in week out do all the activity and yet they feel empty within when they don't need to we end up with stagnant water in the system of our life where it's just a breeding ground for a critical spirit for a prideful attitude, for an offended and unforgiving heart. It becomes a, a breeding place for disappointment, discontentment and pain. It leaves us in this place of, of hopelessness. And so for some of you today, your deepest cry, if you were to be honest today, is in line with what the woman says next. In verse 15 of John chapter 4, she says, Please, sir, give me 
this water. And I will never thirst again. I won't have to come here for natural things. Listen, maybe you're here today and you've never experienced the living water that comes from Jesus. You've tried this, you've tried that. You may even have been to to church and done different things, but you've never experienced the living water of Jesus that's available through the person of the Holy Spirit. In a moment, we're going to provide just time and space for you to receive that living water that will change you from the inside out. For others of you, you once encountered this living water. You know what it's like to have that fresh encounter with Jesus, but you know that if you were to be honest today, you're in this place where you are dry. Come on, let's be real for a moment. You, you, you come to church and you, you like the people and you even like the service, but, but you know that you are dry, that you're living off yesterday's water. It's become stagnant in the life of who you are. And this morning you have an opportunity for that fresh with Jesus. It's available to you today. And for others of you, you don't feel empty maybe. You don't feel broken, but you are just thirsty for more. You are thirsty for more of the living waters of Jesus. You want to see Him more in your life. You want to see Him at work more. You want to give more of your life to Him. You are desperate for Him in your life. Jesus says to every single one of you in this room this morning, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Just stand to your feet in this place this morning. Just close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. And this morning we're just going to provide a space and some time. You know, so often the word is longer or we've got worship. And, but this morning I just wanted to just provide time and space for us to remove every distraction from this week that's gone, every thing that's coming up this week. In the end of our time of fasting this week, just to say, Jesus, I want a fresh encounter with you. The worship team are going to lead us in, in some worship. But I don't just want you to sing along with the words that are coming up on the screen. I want you to, to engage in this, but to say, Jesus, whilst the worship's going, I, I want to encounter you. Listen, maybe you are here and you've come here today for the very first time or you've been coming a few weeks and you say, do you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know whether he would accept me. That's what the woman of the well thought. I don't know whether this man would accept me for who I am. Listen, he doesn't look at your past mistakes. He doesn't look at where you are right now. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened. He says, come to me, all who are thirsty and drink. There's an open invitation this morning. Come, come as you are. Come with your brokenness. Come with your insecurities. Come with whatever is going on in your life because I want you to encounter me in a way that would change and mark your life forever. For others, you you know that this morning you've come into this place and you thought, same old, same old, I'm just going through the motions of my religious activity. And maybe you were saved many years ago and you had that encounter with the Holy Spirit. But you know that you are dry. You know that you are thirsty. You know that you've developed your own systems of this world to try and find that satisfaction that only Jesus can give. Today, He says, come, drink of the living waters. Have a fresh encounter 
with a living God that isn't just about an experience on a Sunday morning, but will change your life forever. And for others of you, you just say, I want more, Jesus. I want more of you in my life. I don't want religion. I I don't want going through the motions. I want you in my life. Jesus, thank you for all you're doing in my life. Thank you for all you're doing in my family. Thank you for what you're doing over every single area of who I am. But I want more. Just stretch out your hands to him if you feel comfortable doing so today. Lord, in this moment of worship, prevent us from just singing along. Prevent us from going through the motions. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you would fill the life of every individual in this place this morning. Wherever they're at in that list of what I've just said, wherever they find themselves this morning, Holy Spirit, would you fill us today to overflowing. Holy Spirit, we want an encounter with you, not just for the purpose of having a moment in a service, but for the purpose of being changed from within, changed from the inside out. Holy Spirit, forgive us for when we've gone to other sieves. Forgive us for when we've dug our own cisterns. Forgive us for when we've looked for satisfaction in the other things of life. Holy Spirit, thank you that in this moment, you feel to overflowing your people who are thirsty for a fresh encounter with you. Lord, I thank you that for all those who come to you, you say, come and drink. There's an open invitation. Lord, I thank you that no one will leave this place disappointed. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to welcome his presence here this morning. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence, Holy Spirit. over every situation. Lord, you reign in our lives. You reign. You are in control. You are in charge. And we trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord, in every situation. We're just going to continue to worship this morning. In a moment, I'm going to just invite those who want a fresh encounter, who want that living water that Jesus offered. Before I do, just as we're worshiping, I've got to really um, strong word but I just as, as it just kept coming I just want to share this word and this may be for one this may be for a few but just as we were worshipping I felt God share that there's people carrying guilt in this place this morning there's individuals there's twos there's threes who are carrying guilt and God wants to release you from that guilt this morning there's situations that happen there's stuff and, and circumstances that took place but only you know and it's not necessarily about things that you've done it may be things that you didn't do or whatever but uh, I believe very strongly there's people in this place today who are carrying guilt over something that happened to somebody else and God wants to release you from that guilt this morning but it wasn't yours ever to own there was nothing that you could do I don't know what situation this is speaking into I'm just being obedient to what I believe the Holy Spirit was speaking in this moment and as I felt led to just invite people in a moment for a fresh encounter before I did the Holy Spirit was so strong on that word if you are carrying guilt this morning over something that happened to somebody else it is not yours to own and God wants to take that burden this morning that burden that you've been carrying that burden that's actually had an effect on your life some of you for months some of you for years his invitation this morning Jesus says come 
to me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Total rest in his presence. Heavenly Father, whoever that word is for this morning, I don't know, just being obedient to what you're saying, Holy Spirit. Lord, for those people carrying guilt this morning that we may never have known about, Lord, I just thank you for a release over their lives today. Even right now, Holy Spirit, you are just taking that burden off them in a way that they can actually sense it physically, that the weight is being lifted off their lives. Right now, Holy Spirit, thank you. Would you just minister to that person, to those people, whoever that word is for, Holy Spirit, would you just minister into their lives, Lord? Father, I thank you that you break every wall down. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you bring healing to those areas that have been so painful in their lives. Father, I thank you that just fresh living water flows into their life right now. And Lord, that guilt is released. That guilt is released. Holy Spirit, thank you. You remove that heaviness. You remove that heaviness of their life. Father, I thank you that there's a lightness upon their life. You remove that heaviness, that weariness, that guilt that they've been carrying upon their lives for however long it is. Lord, we thank you. We just release that guilt right now. Right now. Never to bring it back. Never to take hold of it again. Never to pick it up again. That guilt is released. That guilt is released. Lord, would your joy and your peace flood that person, flood those people, Lord. But as what has been so heavy, what has been such a drain, Lord, I thank you that by your presence, Lord, in this moment, joy just fills their life. Peace just fills their life. Thank you, Lord. Peace that the world cannot give. A peace that the world cannot take away. Thank you, Lord for what you are doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to that person, to those people. Guilt is finished. It is done with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In a moment, the worship team are just going to continue to, to lead us in worship. But in this next song, I just want to invite anybody here who you say, do you know what, I want that living water for whatever reason, as I said earlier, you, you may not feel broken, you may be in a great place and you just want more. You want a fresh encounter, you want more of Jesus this morning. Or maybe you feel broken, you say, I, I need you, Holy Spirit. Maybe you know you've grown dry and, 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 and you've dug those broken cisterns. Just in the singing of the next song, I'm just going to invite you to just come forward to to here at the front and just let pride go just let apathy go just just come to this place at the front and we're just going to pray for you and we're just going to pray just an encounter with Jesus and once we've prayed for you you can just remain here or you can go back to your seat however you want but in this moment don't let pride stop you from receiving what Jesus has for you don't let apathy stop you don't let any situation stop you a group just going to pray for you and just minister to you this moment. So as the worship team sing this next song, just come forward to receive it. Thank you, Eddie. Father, we just thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit this morning. Father, thank you for what you've done in these moments, Lord. And Lord, he who has begun a good work is going to bring it through to completion. So Father, thank you for things that you've started today as well Lord and we just trust you for the journey as it unfolds just stand one more time if you're able to and just want to pray for each and every single one of you 
Father, we just thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done in this midst this morning, in this room. And Lord, I just thank you for what you've been speaking. Maybe from those who were praying, but Lord, Holy Spirit, what you've been speaking to the hearts of individuals. Lord, we just give you the rest of today and this coming week, Lord. And we just ask that you just continue to speak to us into situations. Continue to heal broken areas. Continue to restore and continue to flood the lives of individuals, we pray. Father, thank you that your living water doesn't stop just because the service stops. But tomorrow morning, Lord, we we come to you ready to receive again. Tomorrow evening, tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday, whenever. Father, thank you that it's always available to us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this month of encounter, what you have done. And Lord, I thank you that you've birthed a desire within so many individuals in this place.